Hey, welcome to the Strictly Demonetized podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Bailey. And um, today we're going to be talking about our trip to Jerome that we just got back from like two hours ago. Yeah. Our main point of going to Jerome was for the paranormal kind of aspect of it. We learned a lot of interesting things. We yeah. took a tour. Yeah. That like, was, all the yeah. buildings are made out of like cremated bodies. Yeah, on our tour, they basically told us that when like a person would die in town, because I think over 40,000 miners die or something like that. Yeah, there's a cemetery, but there's only 209 graves. And <laughs> over 40,000 people died there. And those were just the ones that were like counted. Right. Mm-hmm. He said, like, people that came up for a short amount of time and died, they just kind of kind of threw them in. Threw them in and cremated them. Yeah. The whole thing is, like, he was talking about how, like, if you couldn't afford to pay for, like, a, a gravestone or, like, some burial, um, that you'd basically just, like, be thrown into, like, with all, like, the ore, with, like, the gold and stuff, and they would, like, cremate you down. And then, I guess, all of that cremated remains were, like, dumped into, like, the mine. And eventually, they started using... The material, even though they didn't really realize it was dead bodies, <laughs> and yeah. they went they because Jerome burned down what like two times. He said four, four, and it took him the fourth time to be like, oh, maybe we should fix something. Yeah, and so they basically started re- they rebuilt the entire town with the slag from the mine, which happened to contain um, human. Uh, uh, remains <laughs> except for those so, 209 leading up to it like we i know jerome like the hotel is like famously known for like room 32 because it's like the most active room in the hotel but um and then we want to all stay in like room 26 which just be like an x-ray room yeah that was the x-ray room and 36 was the operating room and when we actually went to the hotel was it 20 okay so the rooms they have like huge doors mm-hmm. like from a hospital probably not right. the same ones i'm assuming mm-hmm. but and then there were certain rooms where they just had normal size doors right i think 26 was one of them 20, and we were thinking because yeah. that like wasn't like a patient room right but we ended up getting room 39b was that right 39B? yeah so it was on the third floor thankfully because i know the third floor used to be like the psychiatric ward and it's like the most active floor in the hotel but basically, so we were doing some research after we booked our room, and um, apparently what I guess guests found in there was, like, a young child looking for their father and, like, babies crying, but we didn't hear any of that. And then I know somebody said they had sleep paralysis in the room, but honestly, that can happen anywhere, so that wasn't too shocking. And then one of them said that uh, the bathroom... Um, Let's see. Oh, the t- when they went to the bathroom, the TV turned on by itself. And then when they came back to the room um, from, like, the night after, like, from, like, coming back from the night, like, the TV turned on by itself with, like, white noise. The room itself had a really creepy, like, entryway because it was just so long. Like, it was, like, a long hallway. And it was, like, kind of creeping me out. Yeah, you, like, walk in and then the bathroom's immediately to the right. And you keep going, and then there's kind of some chairs in the TV, and the bed straight ahead, and then, like, a closet where the light's always on. Yeah. And, yeah, it wasn't, like, too big, but, like, it was good for, because we, we wanted the third floor, unless we got room 26. Right. Other than that. Right. So, it was good. We found, <laughs> that was, yeah. like, the one room that was, like, cheaper on the third floor. Yeah, because it's so funny, because we called them. I, I They probably knew who we were at that point, because we called them maybe, like, five separate times throughout the week. 
and we're like, like, how much is this room? How much is this room? And then it got to the point where like, what is the cheapest room you have? <laughs> and yeah. they're like, oh, like it's gonna be like what was like one sixty something a night. Um, we're like, okay, that's fine. Like, what rooms do you have available? And they're like, well, we have a bunch on the first floor, second floor, and then we have one <laughs> on the third floor, which was thirty nine B. And we're like, we'll take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we get to the hotel, and I've never been to this hotel before. Like, I've heard of it. I've seen pictures, but, like, I've never been up there. Like, the last time I went to Jerome was, like, years ago, and I don't even remember driving there or, like, being in that area. So it was kind of all new to me again. Um, But, I mean, it's really cool because we're driving to Jerome. You can see, like, it on the side of the mountain. So it's really pretty. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's a hotel that we're staying at. (laughs) But when we got to our room... I didn't know how old the elevator was. Favorite part of the hotel. It, was, it reminded me of the Tower of Terror because of like the way it was like an old Otis elevator. So it had like the um, like the gate door and then like an extra door for precautions. But um, they had you like do it all yourself, and it was like kind of cool, but also like a little like freaky. <laughs> well, the only thing is you have to shut both doors for mm-hmm. the elevator to even move. So it's like someone could have been on a floor and just forgot to shut a door and the elevator wouldn't come down or anything like that but yeah you basically just take a key and you turn to the right and then just press your floor Mm -hmm. but i don't know i feel more safer in that elevator than the ones we have at this apartment complex (laughs) so i thoroughly enjoyed the elevator yeah so the (laughs) elevator was really cool and then we went up to the third floor and like all the walls in the hotel were like a hospital green like that's the best way to describe it like an old timey hospital like with like the green like seafoam green color and it was kind of interesting because i guess the owners of the hotel are trying to sway away from like the haunted aspect of it and just have it be like a historic like hotel but honestly only people people only go there for the haunted aspect of it yeah so i think getting rid of that completely would just be a disservice on their part because like people love to go to haunted places yeah well they also um we asked to see the boiler room this morning and she said she couldn't take us down for like safety reasons but they had like a like a taped outline so i guess like the maintenance guy he got his head decapitated by the elevator (laughs) yes i didn't remember his last name um he got his head decapitated by the elevator and they had like a tape outline of his body and so we wanted to kind of see it and we she said we couldn't go down there for safety reasons but she also said that the owners like removed the tape like a month or so yeah, ago yeah which is crazy yeah it was interesting because i think a lot of people are mis like uh, misguided by how many people died in the hotel because apparently jerome had what four different hospitals because like the first one was when it burned down with people inside and mm-hmm. then that was then a church was built over that and then there's a second one i don't remember what that was and there was a third one which is where that really haunted um, yeah, there's like a morgue in there, and the owners that bought it, they wanted to make it into apartment buildings, but as they were like renovating it, um, a bunch of like saws and like all these tools kept getting thrown across the room, and like so they're like, yeah, that's not gonna be an apartment building, and then yeah. they sold it, and the new owner still didn't make it an apartment building, mm-hmm. so it'll probably just sit there. Who would want to live? <laughs> Like, above, like, a morgue. You know, like, an old morgue where... Well, don't the people on the, that do, like, the tours, two of them live there? Mm-hmm. In the third hospital. Yeah. So that was pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, and then, so I guess 
there's like a so that third hospital is like a small building to like the right side of the Grand Hotel, but at the Grand Hotel, what fourteen thousand people died. Twelve thousand. Twelve thousand people died, and then. But that's because it was open longer. Right. Than the right. Other ones. Yeah, and that one didn't burn down. <laughs> True. Um, and then so we got to our hotel room, and we walked in. I didn't feel anything at first. Lauren and I are very kind of in tune with things when it comes to the paranormal. I don't want to say, like, we're, like, psychics or, like, mediums, but, like, we have, like, some sort of, like, sense of them, and we can feel certain different energy fields and things like that. So I kind of went into it with, like, an open mind, just kind of, like, seeing, like, what would it feel like, um, like, what to expect, that kind of thing. And so I didn't feel anything going into it. Um, it definitely was a creepy room. The door in the hallway freaked me out. I didn't like looking over there. The, the closet was creepy, and so was the bathroom. I brought a pendulum mm-hmm. that I recently got. Mm-hmm. I, know, I was pretty skeptical about a pendulum, but I just like don't understand how like it's accurate with questions, which yeah. makes me believe it. Yeah. Because I pulled it out. Bailey had a recorder out, and we were trying to listen. We didn't catch anything on the recorder. Um, but like for the pendulum, we started asking questions. It was very like accurate. And during one of the questions, my right hand was holding the pendulum and then my left hand's right like below it, like mm-hmm. so it can swing over it. And my left hand was like the room itself was very cold constantly. We had the heat on like All the, the way highest up. it would go. It would only go to 86. But we put it up. We there. blasted that fan and it still and was, it was freezing, still freezing cold. Freezing cold in the room. And so my right hand was cold, and Billy kind of felt over there and felt like that it was definitely colder. Mm-hmm. And so we asked the question of, are you sitting next to Lauren? <laughs> and the pendulum starts swinging yes. It answered yes multiple times when, he, when we asked it if someone was here with us. So if, like, if you don't know what a pendulum is, it's basically like a metal like, um, chain, and on the bottom of it is like, usually like a stone. Yeah. And it's like pointed, and then it's kind of, I don't want to say like the same as like a Ouija board, but like, it's like the same kind of concept where you ask it questions and it gives like a yes or no answer. Um, so like if you're holding like the the pendulum over your hand and you'll say, okay, show me yes. And it'll start swinging a certain way. And then you'll say like stop or like show me no. And it'll swing a different way. And so that way you know like what um, like the answer would be if you ask a question. Like if it swung a certain way, you would know if it's yes or no. So when this pendulum was swinging, yes, it was the most aggressive swing I've ever seen before. Like, it was just going and freaked me out, honestly, because I'm like, I've never seen it swing, you know, that hard before. But Yeah. <laughs> and then um, I, okay, so we asked, I was trying to remember what, like, led up to me asking this question. We asked it after that, like, are you a female? Mm-hmm. And it said no. And then we asked, are you a male? And it still said no. I was confused. So I asked if it was still there. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, maybe it's just not here anymore. And that's why, you right. know, it's not. Um, unless it's like a non-binary ghost. Yeah, I mean, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, power to you. Um, and it was still there. And then, so I heard this thing. I don't, okay, I don't, I'm going to start by saying, I don't think there's a demon in there. I don't think either. I just think it was either a very big coincidence yeah. Or it was something that we just mistook as a gr- Yeah. So anyway, so Lauren asked yeah. the question. So I <laughs> heard this thing where it was like, if you 
because usually like demons communicate with knocks and stuff like that mm-hmm. like it's a whole three knock like mocking of the trinity or something and isn't it true that demons are never actually like human spirits they're like just i don't energy. believe they are i don't know if that's like a whole like i feel like thing. it's like a thing where it's like demons were never human spirits yeah well i don't believe they are so yeah no but so i there's like a thing where if you ask this like if you're not sure you ask them if god's real because a lot of people like want to know about the afterlife mm-hmm. like when they speak to spirits and all that and if they they usually say no because um they want you to think god's not real mm-hmm. it's like i mean this is all like based on whatever you believe religion all right. that but it's like kind of a thing that people have like documented video all that stuff also could just be like a spirit that like maybe is stuck there right so they're like no because you know so i asked do you believe in god and it said no so then i said goodbye (laughs) yeah right away i just you just dropped that thing on your hand you're like like, i'm putting this away i'm gonna put this away for a bit just to be safe right and then i was like okay let's move on to step two of our plan so let's start taking pictures with the lights off like with like the flash on our camera see if we can capture any orbs or any weird kind of paranormal aspects in our picture so i was kind of in the center of the room like Mm -hmm. by the tv and the chairs and like right in front of the bed and bailey was like in that hallway right before you get there like Uh by the bathroom a bit so she was behind me and we were taking pictures i only got about like two pictures i got maybe three and then so to my left of me i heard like a little growl like it sounded like a stomach growl and i was like kind of started laughing i'm like lauren was that you and then as soon as i say that she says turn the light on right now and i'm like terrified like run over i'm like trying to find the switch on the wall because i can't see and i'm like turn it back on and she's like that wasn't you and i'm like no (laughs) yeah because i heard it to my right which would be where you were like behind Mm -hmm. me so it was in the middle of both of us so i thought it was bailey so i just wasn't gonna say anything so i was like (laughs) oh whatever and then i didn't think anything of it and then all of a sudden bailey just goes was that you and i'm like uh turn the light on no (laughs) it was like the way you said it too it was like it was you were so like like just like no like i'm not dealing with this right now like yeah well because it was like wasn't even two minutes after we asked that question Question. like Mm -hmm. it was like it's like come on that long (laughs) and it was like a growl and so i'm like because at first i I literally thought it was you so i wasn't (laughs) scared or anything i was just standing there like okay whatever right and then when you ask that, I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's oh nice. Because I like heard it like right behind me, which is why I thought it was you. Because mm-hmm. I guess you were like further than I thought you were. Yeah, I was pretty far back. I was probably like five or so feet behind you. Yeah, I didn't know you were like, I knew you were behind me, but like not that far. So I was like, okay. And then yeah. I was like, okay, turn the light on. <laughs> so that was great. And then uh, we kind of at that point, we're like, we're going to go eat. We're going to get out of this room or we're going to go eat. <laughs> So um, we end up going on this tour um, after, you know, like towards like eight o'clock. And so the nice thing about like this tour thing is that once you're, if you stay at the hotel, um, you can take the equipment back to your room with you for the night, which we did. (laughs) So when we uh, were there, they're like, oh, there's only one other person with you tonight. And I'm like, oh, sweet. We get like a private tour. And she was really cool. She's from Canada, so that's yeah. kind of cool. She's very amazed by the cactuses, and I yeah. thought it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like such like, uh, like uh, a tourist thing to say, like, oh, like the cacti are so cool. And I'm like, I see that everywhere. Like, it's just at this point, it's just a plant. 
but like yeah it reminded me of like <laughs> one time i was driving to the movies and i saw people like on the side of the road taking pictures in front of yeah. the dirt and i'm like there are so many better it's places it's so funny because like you'll see like the giant like tour buses like stop on the yeah. side of the road especially like over by pioneer road like by a carefree and they'll just park off the side of the road and take pictures with a cactus like that's like the funniest thing to me so we go on this tour and we get paired with um one of the male guides and I recently found out that they had, um, they recently had gotten an SLS camera, which if you don't know what an SLS camera is, it's basically a type of equipment for the, for finding, you know, the spirits and things like that. It basically tracks only humans. Mm-hmm. Like if like a bird or a cat or something, it won't track your skeleton. Mm-hmm. But like if like Bailey walked in front of the camera or I did, it would track like, it's like just a stick figure of our skeleton. Mm-hmm. And then, so obviously, it tracks, like, a spirit one, because, mm-hmm. like, if no one's standing in front of it, and it yeah. pops up, it's, mm-hmm. you know, a spirit, and those are my favorite. <laughs> it uses, like, different, because it can see through, like, different spectrums of light and temperatures and things like that, so um, if something shifts in the temperature or, like, the different spectrum of colors or light, um, like, it'll map out a stick figure, and if nobody's there, it's basically a stick figure of the spirit that is manifested. So it's very intimidating to see and very unsettling. I find it so creepy, but also like very interesting. And I've only seen this tool been used on like ghost adventures. So I didn't really know what to expect or like how often things would come up. Cause it seems like in the show, they only have like a few figures that show up, but I kid you not, we had seven or eight different figures come up on that camera, which terrified me. Um, and <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> yeah, Bailey kept moving around me, and she's like, we saw one in, like, a, the door, mm-hmm. like, the entryway of the door, and then Bailey kept moving around me. She's like, you're going to stand by the door. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. So, um, we started off the tour. It was a two-hour tour, and we started it off um, driving around, like, seeing, like, the old original hospital and, then, like, the Grand Hotel, kind of the backstory of that. Um, the parking, there's a parking lot to, like, the left of the Jerome Prime Hotel that used to be the morgue, which they cut out, and you can, like, see, like, the tunnel that was there. It's, like, it. covered completely in dirt, but mm-hmm. you can kind of see the upper right corner of, like, like, an the open outline. tunnel. Right. Our first stop was the cemetery. Um, it probably wasn't the best night to go out, because it was, like, 20 degrees outside, but we're committed, and a private tour, I will take it. Like, I will, I'll, I'll be fine. So, we go to, um cemetery which is like right off of like it's like at the beginning of jerome it's like right before you go down the hill and there's like 206 graves something like that 209 yeah um and they're like very very old graves it's like the barbed wire fence and like the old granite and that kind of like all passed away like 1916 or Mm -hmm. earlier and then i guess they have like two active grave sites there's the one um Bruno's gravesite. Yeah, Bruno's is like the one where they get the most spirit box, like activity. And he was a five-year-old boy. I yeah. guess I, if I remember correctly, he was born in Berlin and then passed away mm-hmm. in Jerome. Because if so many, because if basically there's so many people from outside of the country that would come to Jerome, and they would bring different diseases that we weren't, we didn't know of, and it would basically infect everybody in the hospital. So even though you were cured for something, you would come out with something completely different. Yeah, because he was saying you would only go to the hospital if you were like poor and didn't have enough money. If you had money, the doctor would come to your house. And so like 
when you went to the hospital, you basically leave with another disease you didn't have before. It's really kind of sad because they put like little stuffed animals all around his grave. So that was our first spot that we went to where we actually tried to do some readings. And so we had the EMF readers, which detect any electromagnetic energy. So if like a spirit, because there's no electricity around the graveyard. So if something, if it starts going off, that means that there's some sort of energy or electricity that is manifesting in front of you and where it's making it go off, which is usually um, consistent to how spirits are. So in a way, it's kind of like if it goes off, then there's something next to you. And so the spirit box basically just plays like it goes through like radio channels and makes basically white static noise. And spirits are able to use that to um, speak and say something. So you'll hear like human voices come out of it, which is really cool. Or you'll um, also hear like noises like piano playing and like mm-hmm. all that. Which I didn't know. I didn't know that you could like hear music through the spirit box. I thought it was only voices, but I guess they can manifest um, different songs or different yeah. um, just kind we of sounds. We actually got a lot at the cemetery then because it, we kept hearing like random noises. Like piano noises. And when we used it, this, and at first I'm like, Okay. It's probably just, like, the radio channels. Yeah, because I wasn't, like, worried, so I'm, like, okay, like, what? like, I know you can hear noises, but, like, it would happen so often to where I'm, like, oh, maybe it was just, like, I don't know, something with the frequency. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. But then this morning, we, like, pulled it out, and, like, did you hear nothing? So I'm, like, oh, that was, like, a bunch of stuff. Yeah, so that was, I didn't, yeah, because as we walked back to the van from the cemetery, he's, like, yeah, sometimes we'll hear, like, piano music, and I'm, like, wait, we've been hearing piano music. Yeah, we've been and that was more by Bruno's grave. That was mainly in that area. Or, like, down that walk. So, like, the second grave where people get a lot of activity was, like, a girl named Clara mm-hmm. or something. Clara, yeah. Yeah. And it's like this granite, like tomb. It was like probably the nicest one there. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and um, we got a lot of stuff there too. On my way over, like Bailey was in the front. We were walking over to that grave. Um, the other lady was in the middle, and I was walking over, and I heard a female. This was the first female voice we like heard all night. And it was this female like voice with like an accent who was like, mm-hmm. "Hello," and then mm-hmm. um. I just, like, didn't really think much of it. I was kind of like, okay. And then when we walked to the grave, we started hearing, like, a different woman. We got Mm -hmm. a lot of hellos. So when we were walking to Clara's grave, because we weren't really getting much noises, and at this point I was kind of like, oh, okay, like, that's typical. Like, you don't usually get a lot of readings and spirit box, um, like, sounds coming through. But that was proved wrong (laughs) later in the night. Um, so we were walking from, I think it was, like, some guy named Peter, his grave, yeah. to Claire's grave. And there was, like, this little patch of, like, cacti on this little path. And we were walking, all of a sudden, my EMF reader starts going haywire. Like, it's going off. So when it goes off, it'll start shining red and beeping. And so it scared me, first of all, because I'm like, oh, my God, like, something's right in front of me. And I can't see it, and it's scary, but it's also really cool. So I didn't really know how to react, because that was, like, my first time actually validating that something was there when even though I'm able to feel things it was kind of more of a validation of like I'm feeling it it's here with me and so our tour guide what he told us to do when we start getting a reading um, off of the EMF reader is to start moving it up and down to see how high <laughs> the person is yes yeah, so you can see if it's a child or mm-hmm. an adult which I thought was really weird because it's like I didn't even think about that like if you move it up to a certain point and it stops going off that's like the top of the person's head yeah so I was doing the thing with the EMF reader, and it happened to be a little kid. Um, and it was about maybe four feet, something like that. So I was like, okay, I'm going to talk to this like I would with a kid. I was talking to this little kid. I'm like, okay, we're, like, we're going to play a game. 
So if you're if you're a little boy, I want you to touch my monitor again, like my sensor, and see if it goes off. And if it goes off, that'll tell that'll let me know that you're a little boy. And then it didn't go off. And then um, and then I said, okay, this little girl, can you make the little sensor go off? And it went off. And so I'm like, okay, I'm talking with a little girl. And during this time, we're getting voices on the spirit box. Just so like I can't really make out what it is, but it's definitely we can hear a little boy, like a like a little girl's voice. And, like, we got a guy saying Todd come in a lot. Yeah, we got that twice. So I was the one holding the spirit box. And mm-hmm. then um, Bailey and the other lady had the, were the EMF? The EMF readers. Yeah. yeah. And so when we went, because after we went to Clara's grave, we got also, like, that little girl hello in there. It was, like, very clear. And then we got, like, some other noises. And then um, we were trying to go back to that spot. So I was in the front that time. And mm-hmm. as soon as I got back in the spot, like, a minute later, we heard the name, like, Todd again. Yeah. And we asked the guy if he, like, heard it. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, he's like, no, we get, like, Henry, Harry, all that. And as, like, the guy came up, we were at Peter's grave. Because we weren't getting, we were getting a lot now when you think about mm-hmm. it. But, like, actually there, we were, like, because we didn't know all those little noises through the spirit box. Mm-hmm. We're, like, also stuck. So we were kind of, like, oh, like, we're, we're kind of, like, oblivious. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was our first time using a spirit box mm-hmm. and so we were gonna go back to the van to go to the high school and it's like as soon as like i took the step it said wait mm-hmm. in the it was like a box. loud clear like wait yeah, like a guy's all, voice yeah all three well four of us because um we just stopped out, we just <laughs> stopped and turned and then our tour guide was like that was very loud yeah and i was like and i was like yeah it said wait it literally sounded like somebody was right next to us saying wait like, yeah. it was, like, audible. Like, it wasn't something where, like, oh, wait, did somebody say something? It was, like, they said something. Yeah. Um, but going back to that little kid, the little girl that we were talking to, uh, as we were heading over to Claire's grave, I'm like, okay, we're going to be leaving now. Like, if you want to if you wanna walk with us, that's okay. And as I'm walking over, I'm still getting the readings. It still keeps going off. So I'm like, okay, this little girl's coming with us. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm not going to be, like, attach yourself to me. Yeah. But, like. Leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> But I was like, you know, I don't want her to, I want her to feel like we're, we're going to be able to talk with her. I don't want her to feel alone. And so as we're walking to the grave, she's walking with us because my rear keeps going off. And um, uh, Shannon, right? Or Shannon. Yeah. So that was the other lady that was with us. She put her reader right up to mine to see if hers were going off, and it didn't. So that meant that the, kid, like the little girl was um, only focusing on mine, meaning that she was trying to communicate with me, which was really heartbreaking because it's like these little kids i don't even i don't even know what that would even be like obviously i don't know what the afterlife like but i can only imagine i mean little kids were all around me the entire night i don't know what it was but little kids just like being around me which is yeah i had a nice thing like over six feet above me yeah (laughs) because later in the night um bailey and i switched off like devices and so I started holding it, and as soon as I grab it, it goes off again, mm-hmm. and so I started measuring it. I'm like five, eight and a half, and it was above my head as high as my arm can go, still going off, so mm-hmm. then I started going on my tippy toes, still going off. I could not go any higher, so yeah. it was probably even higher, it, and it was, I'm like, it was either oh, hovering, God. or it was just a very, very tall figure. After we left the cemetery, I'm like, holy crap. Like, that really just happened. Like, I felt like I was in an episode of Ghost Adventures. I was like, <laughs> this, I only see this stuff on TV, and now it's happening with me. So that was really interesting. And so the next stop was the abandoned high school. So um, we pull into the back of the high school, and it's 
very I've never been to any abandoned place before so it was really interesting to see that for the first time I thought it was really cool to begin with and I didn't really know what to expect from the abandoned high school I know they got a lot of like SLS readings there but obviously I've never done ghost hunting with actual like a professional equipment before but anyway so we walked in and he started talking about how like the lockers would open and close so and they had to like zip tie them shut because they would constantly come open because something was forcing them open and then to the left of us was the auditorium and we basically the entire night explored the auditorium the basement and then like the boy and the girls locker room and then um i think that was it right yeah in the auditorium, it wasn't, like, free-range. It was just, like, a small little walkway you could go through. Because everything was so hazardous. And, and there was yeah. a storm recently, so, like, the ceilings were all messed up after, like, mm-hmm. the last snowfall or something. And, yeah, so that was just, like, a walkway. There wasn't too much there when we first got there, but when we came back, because you had to leave that way, too, mm-hmm. we started well, getting, we, like, well, crawling. <laughs> yeah, so when Figures we crawling. first entered the auditorium, because, like, in that little hallway where the lockers were, I was walking around the EMF reader, nothing was going on. And we had our devices muted because we didn't want to disturb the people um, next to us. So as soon as we got in the auditorium, we were able to unmute our devices. But we are walking through, like, the auditorium, and everything is pitch black. Like, there's no lights, there's nothing, there's no electricity, it's pitch black. And so we're, like, walking um, down, like, one of the aisles in the auditorium, and I see my device turn red, even though I can't hear it, I can still see it go off. And so I'm like just frozen, like, oh my God, like there's something right next to me. And my EMF reader did not turn off. Like it was constantly beeping. There's constantly electricity near us for some odd reason. Um, there was so many spirits in that place that it was shocking. Um, I know that our tour guide said that there's certain times where like if it's a bigger group, they won't get anything, which was shocking because we got so much, so much evidence and so much readings and so many voices, and it was insane, honestly. Yeah, but I believe it because usually when you have bigger groups of people, it's intimidating. that's when they, no, not even that, but that's when the people in the group start taunting because mm. that's mm-hmm. when you, if you taunt, you are guaranteed to get something. I don't recommend doing it, mm-hmm. but you are guaranteed to get something. Felix Maybe Bacon's. an attachment, <laughs> probably, too. Yeah. No, but yeah, that's when they start taunting. Yeah. You know. So, I mean, I always think about it this way. Like, even if people don't believe in spirits and paranormal and things like that, I get it. I get it. Because I know what it can be like to not believe in that kind of thing. For skeptics, I can understand why they're skeptics. Um, but once you put yourself in that position and you just kind of open your mind up to everything and you just experience it, it's insane. Because it's kind of like, it questions everything in a way. I mean, yeah. there's people that go in and I can get why they come out and they're like, no, I still don't believe it. Like, there's too many coincidences. But honestly, I don't I don't think there's one coincidence the entire time we were there why we're getting so many readings. No, yeah. For, like, also skeptics, too, it's like they're usually skeptics because they didn't have an experience. But if I was a skeptic, I'd probably think, like, why are people so passionate about this? Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, like, why is this, like, such a big thing? Right. That, like, people always have all these experiences. And plus, you can't say no or yes because it's all based off beliefs. Mm -hmm. It's like, you don't, like, no one, people who believe in spirits, they don't know what happens in the afterlife. Mm -hmm. People that are skeptics, they still don't know what happens in the afterlife. Like, it's all just off of belief. Right. 
so really it is just like having an open mind but like with all this technology like it's kind of like you just have to go out and try it like yeah i if you're a skeptic the best thing to i mean if you're like interested in the paranormal i can say like if you're skeptic and you don't care about it then don't worry about it but if you honestly want to figure out if there's something just go do a ghost tour like go rent some equipment and go out to a haunted place that is supposedly haunted and just just explore you have to do it with the equipment, though, because there's some ghost tours where they just, like, tell you history. Yeah. That won't like, get you anywhere. So. Because, like, if you see, like, a shadow or something, it's easier to disprove that than if an electronic device goes off and shows you that something is there. Um, so, honestly, like, that was such a good ghost tour that, I mean, I, I'm going to do it again eventually. But, um, but, yeah, I think if you're just skeptic, just go do it. Like, what do you have to lose? Like, just go experience what people are so passionate about and just see for yourself if maybe you're like, oh, maybe this is actually real. Maybe there is something that I just haven't experienced yet because it's all about experience. Yeah. Plus, I'm, like, the person where I try and disprove everything mm-hmm. that happens to me. And then, like, if I can't, I'm like, then I'm like, okay, it's a ghost. Yeah. But if I can, then obviously not. I'm like, right. Um, so after the auditorium, it leads into, the, I think it was the boys' lo- or the girls' room. It went to the girls'. Girls' locker room. And so it was funny because when our readers were going off in the auditorium, um, our tour guide had uh, walked in front of us to go get some SLS readings. And we're just kind of all like, oh, my God, there's something with us. Like, like my reader's going off. Like, and then her started going off, too. Um, and then our tour guide just, like, nonchalantly says, oh, do you guys want to see one? And I'm like, wait, what? You mean, like, a ghost? Like, a, a figure? And he's like, yeah. And so we walk over, and one's, like, leaning against the wall. And it's weird because when you get these projections of these stick figures, they're posing in a way as, like, a human. Like, they're either leaning against the wall, like, they have their hand up, they're, like, moving a certain way. And just knowing that it's right in front of you, and you can't see it, but it's there, and you can feel it's there, it's so cool. Um, Yeah, if there's one way I could describe the spirits at the high school, is like, mischievous. They were mm-hmm. messing with everybody. They were, they were so much fun. <laughs> that Those are my favorite kinds. Mm-hmm. Like, we, in the spirit box, I was still holding it, and um, Shannon asked, like, oh, how old are you? Mm-hmm. She was, like, kept asking questions because she was kind of getting, like, new to it. Mm-hmm. She didn't know much about it. So she didn't know they could mess with you till we mm-hmm. got this response then she's like oh well can they like be messing with you yeah and it's like, after people this response, gonna mess with you like, yeah obviously because mm-hmm. it was a high school mm-hmm. <laughs> remember remember when you you're like it was it like k through 12 <laughs> i'm like so i'm such a dumb blonde sometimes it's like because i asked the guy i literally asked the tour guide so what grade did this go to and he's like 12 and i'm like oh so it's like a k through 12 because we got so many kid spirits there that my mind didn't comprehend that we're in a high school, not an elementary school. I was, like, kind of, like, whispering, like, high school, high school, high school. Oh, my God. I, like, <laughs> felt so stupid. Yeah, no, but Shannon, like, asked, how old are you? And very clearly through the spirit box, there was, like, one. Like, just, like, <laughs> just joking, like, one. And I'm, like, that is so funny. That yeah, I was, so like, funny. doing my best to, like, hold in my laughter. And she's, like, so can they mess with you? And I'm, like, well, I feel like a one-year-old can't have that clear of communication yeah. just in general. Plus, like, if I was a spirit, I would totally do that. I would totally mess with people and be, like, oh, one. for sure. Bill and I were watching Ghost Adventures one time. <laughs> and as we normally do. And At 3 o'clock in the there morning. There was, like, I don't remember what. This was, like, a while ago, but it's so funny. It's, like, an inside joke now. Mm-hmm. We were watching it, and Zach, like, holds up the spirit box to some patch of dirt or whatever Underneath, like, a basement where, like, a lot of satanic rituals Yeah, are. and he goes, what's in the dirt? And the ghost says, dirt. 
and then, then Bailey's like, that's you as a ghost. I literally <laughs> turned to her on the couch and like, that would be you. Yeah. And then I can mess yeah. with people all mm-hmm. day. So we saw that stick figure in the girls' locker room. And that was very eye-opening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my reader kept going off. When I measured the figure with the EMF reader, it was actually probably about six something. I was definitely taller than me, but it wasn't extremely tall. So I'm gonna guess like six feet, six one. We call that a tall king. A tall king. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that was kind of intimidating because I'm like, this thing is huge. Like, it, I'm not. I mean, obviously, I'm like five, what, five, 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 four, something around that. So if something's taller than me, it's gonna feel intimidating. Um, and so I was kind of like, I don't really know what to expect. It honestly sounded like a lot of voices that came through were like teenagers. Mm-hmm. Like it sounded like teenage boys like like high school boys like saying like hey hello hey we got so many it hey so many hellos because we only went to the girls like locker room and then after that we went to the boys locker room mm-hmm. and then we kind of just stayed around there because there was the most activity so it kind of makes sense that we got a lot more guys mm-hmm. than girls plus when you walk into the girls locker room i mean it's abandoned so it all looks trashy now but mm-hmm. they had a bunch of like stall like at least like five or six stalls in the bathroom and then they had like the showers like covered all that then you walk into the boys they only had two stalls and then the bathrooms were like all just open like squares Mm -hmm. and and we're like yeah the dead girls definitely had it better at that school but um i think when was the school in session so i don't remember when he said it opened but Mm -hmm. he said it the last like graduating year and the year was open mm-hmm. was 1972. Okay. And I remember we asked through the spirit box. We said, "What year is it?" Because mm-hmm. he said that's always a good one to ask. Because sometimes you get like 18, and then like a minute later it'll be like oh nine or something. Mm-hmm. Ours never finished, but I heard like a minute later because we asked the question, nothing really came through, mm-hmm. and then like so everyone kind of moved on to new things, and then all of a sudden out of the spirit box, I hear 19. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, it never finished, so I, like, I don't know the end of the year. Right. But it said that, and then I'm like, to Bailey, I'm like, it said 19. They said that there's no reported deaths at the high school, which is kind of interesting, but... But yet again, it's made out of the cremated right. dead bodies. So, so, a lot of the spirits are from that. I just thought it was interesting that it was a lot of teenagers that we got through. I thought it was mm-hmm. so funny. And then we went up to the second floor, which is basically, like, a shelf for the auditorium that we could go to. And immediately, our EMF readers were going crazy. Like, they literally, I don't think they stopped for more than three seconds. I'm going to be honest. Like, it was constantly beeping the entire, like, ten minutes we were up there. Um, And so, we brought the SLS camera again. And I'm standing next to Shannon. And hers is going off, and so is mine. Um, And all of a sudden, Cody is like, oh, there's something on the floor next to you guys. And I instantly step back and I go over to look at it because I'm not going to stand over by there. And this thing is literally laying on the ground, like below her. And at a point, it looked like it was almost kind of like on its knees, like trying to like grab at her. Like it was really interesting, but it was a tall figure. Um, And I just think they're trying to mess with us. Like it looked like Maris was like trying to mess with you. And I was having (laughs) a great time in the high school. Mm -hmm. Cemetery was cold. We weren't getting much well that we thought. Mm -hmm. And we went to the high school and like everything was going off. The spirit box and like all the times I've seen it on show or like in YouTube videos, Mm -hmm. it doesn't go off that much. I know. I would say because I was holding it the whole time, so I could hear like right there in front of me. Every time 
I'd say it went off a decent I amount. Went, I think it went off, like, there's, I don't think there was a period longer than five minutes where nothing came through. Yeah. It was crazy, because I'm like, usually in the TV show, it's like, we waited 40 minutes and nothing came through, and it's like, literally every minute, there was a new voice coming through. Yeah. And I was just surprised. I'm like, this can't be real then. But it's like, it is. Because, like, yeah. it just is. Like, it, there's no way to manipulate that to make it fake, but... Because, like, the way that they respond is so intelligent to the conversation, it's hard to be like, oh, it's fake. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was really funny when um, they would, like, say, like, hello or hi, and we'd all be like, hi! Like, <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> like, we just treated them like normal people. Like, hey, like, we're yeah. here, too. Like, if you go and talk, like, you have devices to talk through. Um, it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. So, when we went into... Bailey and I made our best efforts <laughs> to dress like Zach Bagans. Like Zach <laughs> so we have these black beanies on. I had my giant cargo pants and yeah. um, we got some we cross necklaces. Cross necklaces. <laughs> we had fingerless gloves, like all black. Beanies with ghosts on them. Yep. And so, <laughs> and you know, he's all like, oh, you ever see Ghost Adventures? Like, no. Yeah, I know. I've never seen it. <laughs> never seen it. Uh, <laughs> and then they were talking about how, like, oh, like, Zach and his crew came to the Jerome Crown Hotel. And I'm like, yep, it was season four. And yeah, I'm and like, <laughs> under my breath, I'm like, that's when Nick was still in the season. And he started laughing. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, back when Nick was still there. Mm-hmm. No, but um, so we had this cross necklace on. And it was when we got to the boys' locker room. They had that machine, he said, for like a week and a half. Mm-hmm. So it's like fairly new. So thank God we went now because SLS. It's, it's a game changer, honestly. It's if you favorite. don't have it, it's like, okay. But when you do have that and you can see the physical ghost there yeah. interacting with you, it's a completely different level of, oh my God, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. So like we kind of saw in the locker room, then it went away. He was kind of just walking around. I heard something through the spirit box. Mm-hmm. And then like, this happened a few times throughout the night, but I thought, oh, maybe it's my hair is moving. I felt like the back of like my necklace like keep moving. Really? But I thought like maybe it was just like, I'm turning my head, all that, which is why like at one point at the end it like kept doing it. So I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. So I kept like turning my head and it wasn't moving. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, okay, maybe it was something. Yeah. But as soon as like I felt it like kind of moving like that, and I heard like, you know, it was like it wasn't like a word, but it was like those little noises through the spirit box, mm-hmm. and then he comes by me and he's like oh by the way it was like just standing right yeah. behind you mm-hmm. and i'm like oh nice it's funny because like the sls is a validation that something's there with you yeah because even though you don't you can't physically see it and somebody knows it's there but they don't tell you it's there and then you're yeah. like why am i feeling things touching me why am i feeling things close to me and then it's like oh by the way there's something next to you the entire time and you're like oh my god that validates everything mm-hmm. um and it was funny because it happened to me too because we were in that room there was like over in the basement there was like an old uh photo lab studio where like uh two professors would stay because it was kind of like a common space that they had and like their own rooms and um before that real mm-hmm. quick it's kind of ironic because he says in one room they mm-hmm. always catch spirit box rooms saying get out no it's yeah get out or fuck you or something like, like that. fuck off yeah fuck off and then um in the room right next to it it's like a jack and jill bathroom mm-hmm. you can only get to a one room now because the other one had a bunch of stuff blocking the right. door and in the other room you hear help me mm-hmm. and which so, i thought was very interesting and very coincidental <laughs> yeah and so this happened like in the help me side of it, mm-hmm. which I think is like funnier than like yeah. it happening it's, in the It's other interesting one. though because the entire time I was there, I didn't feel anything demonic, which is good. No. Because if you, if you're in tune, I don't want to be like, I'm in tune, but like 
if you can feel things and you you instantly know something's negative because it just feels dark and you want to get out of there nothing yeah. felt evil nothing felt um bad like it all was very like positive energy like they were just kind of like it was more like a curiosity kind of feeling yeah even when he was like telling stories because we didn't get any when i was in the room where they hear help me a lot mm-hmm. as soon as i was leaving shannon and i heard like the word help come through so yeah. we decided to stay there for a bit mm-hmm. and so it was cool that we actually got that like what other people have mm-hmm. gotten but yeah even when he was telling stories because we never got the ones where it was like oh fuck off and all mm-hmm. that stuff because he kept saying one on one tour this guy was holding it and it just kept saying it and it kept getting like deeper mm-hmm. and like longer. Like mm-hmm. he was like really like, Why aren't you listening to me? Yeah. Go away now. And it's like, not like a fuck was... off, like I'm gonna murder you. It's more like get yeah. out of here. No, I even when he was like saying those, I was like, Oh, it, like it doesn't sound normal. it just sounds like an angry spirit. Yeah, it's just kind of like someone just annoyed. who's just annoyed, yeah. Yeah. Um but in that same imagine, room because they have like five tours a day. Yeah. <laughs> but in that same room that we got the help. I was, we were in, like, it was, like, the three of us kind of in, like, a triangle. <laughs> Ironic, right? <laughs> yep. And so, um, and so it was Shannon, and then you were next to me to, like, my left side, and I was kind of, like, by, like, the doorway. And I felt something kind of come up next to me and poke my arm. Like, I felt like something poke my arm. And I was, like, I freaked out a little bit because I was, like, something just touched me. And I walked out of the room, and Cody on the SLS camera, he's, like, oh, by the way, um, some little kid was jumping, like, a little figure was jumping, like, it was, like, almost kind of, like, messing with me, like, oh, my God, I got her, like, I poked mm-hmm. her, like, that kind of thing, which I thought was hilarious, because, like, again, another kid, <laughs> Yeah. and so it was really, and I, it didn't freak me out as much after that, because I was kind of like, oh, it's a little kid trying to mess with me, like, um, but then again, it was, like, a validation of, like, I felt something, like, I actually felt something touch me, um, I know they got a lot of people who said, like, one guy felt like someone a stroked like the back of his something. yeah and then another guy had like his like neck stroked and then a girl had like her waist like grabbed like not yeah. like forcefully just kind of like somebody was like just putting their hand there um and it was interesting because that he was only talking about that in that room and then it happened to me and i'm like i just got touched am i making it up in my mind and then it, the sls you know made it you know the truth came out like it was yeah. a little kid trying to mess with me I remember so. you mentioning it like, in the basement, like that we haven't seen any shadows yet. Mm-hmm. And okay, do you remember when we were leaving? Uh-huh. I didn't say it there, but like we were walking uh-huh. out after the crawling thing, mm-hmm. and I turned around and like you saw, saw something. Yeah, yeah, and you were like, "What?" And mm-hmm. I just didn't want to say it because mm-hmm. I all there, and I'm like, "No, I like saw like a shadow figure, like right where we saw." Because when we were leaving, we saw like the SLS. He like stopped. It was like crawling on the ground. Yeah. So after, I guess. Yeah, that was later in the tour. Yeah, that was, like, when we were leaving because our two hours were done. Yeah. Uh, But, no, yeah, when we were leaving, um, we were back in the auditorium again, that same place where, you know, we first started getting those EMF readings. And Shannon, I don't, they were just, like, they liked Shannon. Like, all the older people liked Shannon. Yeah. I had all the little kids coming to me. But, um... This thing, it was weird. It almost kind of looked like a spider, to be honest. Yeah. The way it was crawling, it looked like it was, like, just, like, crawling on this floor, like, next to her. It was just, like, very weird to see. Um, I didn't like it. <laughs> I'll be honest. I, didn't, I thought it was... I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't here for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I was talking about the one where we were, like, leaving in the auditorium. <gasps> and where it crawled up the wall. 
No, that was up the ladder. Mm. No, this was the one right we were le- like we were about to exit the doors and uh-huh. be like, "Don't follow us home. Goodbye." Mm-hmm. Like, cause the tour is over. Like outside of the auditorium. No. Oh, like, okay. We were walking to the outside okay. of the auditorium. So, we just got done up there. There mm-hmm. was like one that climbed up the ladder. We get there. Yeah. But then we were leaving, and Cody stopped. My this was like after we switched, so I had the EMF ticker. Mine was still going off. Mm-hmm. And he saw something crawling across. Like and like, floor. so in the auditorium, it's like kind of sectioned off. You can only get a little bit on the floor, but like to the side of it. It's like the left when you walk in, but like the right when we were leaving. Right. It's like the bleachers kind of, and it's mm-hmm. like there's stairs to get up there. Like we're like the basketball like, like flooring. Yeah. Would be. yeah. And so um, it was like crawling on the floor over there. And I remember, like, we stopped and we were, like, looking at it. And then it went away. Mm-hmm. And he panned to the right. And it was, and it was just, just sitting there, like, just leaning. leaning. Mm-hmm. And it was leaning far back to where I made the joke of, we got a gymnast over here. <laughs> it was so far back. And then, yeah, after that, like, we it, we stopped seeing it in the SLS camera. So then we kept mm-hmm. walking. And then that's, like, when I saw a shadow, like, from that area, like, no move. Way. And that's when I turned around. But then I was just, like... Nah. <laughs> That's so interesting because I, I even brought it up. I'm like, do people usually see a lot of shadows? And he was like, yeah, usually. Yeah, I didn't see any shadows the entire night. That is the only one I saw. That's and so like, cool. I like always see, sh- like, that's like the main, I always see shadows. Mm-hmm. And like, I like did not see any until then. And it was like right when we were leaving. That's the right. only one I saw. Yeah. So um, before that, we're going to backtrack now. Yeah. <laughs> we went back up to the second floor where we got um, the thing next to Shannon on the floor, like, just, like, sitting next to her, and once again, that, that floor was so active, because he, he, Cody was like, so what do you want to, where do you want to go to now that you've seen everything? I'm like, the second floor. I want to go back to the second floor. That was so cool, and um, we were, like, all talking, blah, 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 blah. He's stepping back, uh, recording us with the SLS camera to see if anything's near us, and he literally goes, he tells me, he's like, something's next to you. There's a little boy next, or not a little boy, I don't know. There's like a little figure next to you, like a little kid. And I was like, what? Like, what do you mean there's something next to me? Like, what? And he's like, yeah, it looked like I went to go hug you. Like, it wrapped, like, it was like by my waist. It was like wrapping, like, my waist, like, trying to hug me. I didn't feel anything that I can remember, but in that area in general, I felt things all around me. Like, I felt like I was just surrounded by spirits like mm-hmm. it was i couldn't tell if something was near me next to me i just knew something was around me um and so that was really cool because i had what three kids come up to me that i could like that i either felt or saw or that were communicating with me um <laughs> so that was that was kind of cool um and then he was on the sls again and then a figure because i kept feeling something in that doorway that was next to us it was behind me and it's kind of like that feeling of like somebody's watching you and i felt somebody watching me in the doorway that led to the shelf of the auditorium and sure enough something pops up on the sla sla camera just just casually leaning against the door Mm -hmm. um just kind of checking kind of like almost like curiosity like peeking yeah that's what we described like it was Mm -hmm. peeking in to see like what's going on yeah and i was like oh my god that is so funny um and then from the second floor we went to the auditorium shelf um and that's where we got two more SLS figures. I don't know if it was the same one or not, but we got two different ones because um, you and Shannon were both holding the EMF and we successfully switched off devices. Yeah. And so um, your guys' rears were just constantly going off. 
and um, he had the SLS pointed towards us. And I guess it was like a figure like leaning in between like the railing, like almost kind of like just hanging on the railing, just kind of having a chill last time, like in a hammock kind of style, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. Um, and then like, not even like five minutes later, that he turned around and there was one on like the wall. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and on the wall, since this is the auditorium, there's a long ladder where it kind of starts on the top because we're like in the wings like on the stage that's what it is a wing i keep calling a shelf <laughs> uh, yeah and so there's a ladder and there was like a hole in the ceiling probably going to the top mm-hmm. um and so it was just chilling there for a long time and like he kept like saying like oh it was like stroking like it's facial hair like mm-hmm. it had like if it had like a beard or something like, it was like stroking yeah. its finger like it's stick figure arm was like by its yeah. face yeah and then all of a sudden it started cli- like it looked like it was climbing mm-hmm. and it was right in front of where the ladder was. Yeah, because they started moving up, and I'm like, what is it doing? Is it climbing up the wall? And then I realized there's a ladder there. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny because, once again, like, human mannerisms, it just was just casually sitting there stroking its, like, face, and then just instantly just starts climbing up the ladder and disappears. It was the most mind-blowing thing. That device is so mind-blowing. I can't even, like, describe it. Like, you just have to be there and, like, just knowing that something's there and you're seeing it happen in front of you and you're seeing how tall it is, how large it is, how, what it's doing, like what it's like, if it's raises its arm, you can see that happen. It's just yeah. so cool, but also it's so scary because it's like, it's there with you. Like, yeah, I don't there. know. That's my favorite. It's always been like my favorite mm-hmm. ever since I've seen shows or anything like that. So it was like so cool because they like saw one video online but like when i got there i'm like do you have the sls camera <laughs> and she's like yeah we just got it i'm like thank god yeah and like oh by the way it's gonna be brought with us on the tour yeah, and like, i'm I like really yes to be brought with right us. but it was just such a cool experience um just the amount of evidence and activity that we got was insane um i expected to maybe get like one voice even if that and maybe a reading going off but it was it almost felt surreal like, it was almost like, this This is fake, right? Like, but it's not. Because you can feel everything. You can see everything. Yeah. It's also interesting to see what kind of spirits interact with who. Because, mm-hmm. like, like, how, like, Shannon got older people. Mm-hmm. You got, um, like, Kids. children. <laughs> and it was pretty funny. Because when you, we, we were on that wing. Mm-hmm. That's when we switched off the spirit box and all that. I got a lot of spirit box readings. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as we switched off, because you were holding it there and like went off, but it was like child height. I know. And as soon as it was in my hand, mm-hmm. it started going off. And that was like when like it was over six mm-hmm. feet. And it was just like interesting because like all the voices, I got like a few kid voices sometimes. But like a lot of the voices that came through were like older or like teenager. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it's just interesting. Right. I think... I thought it was kind of funny, too, because I swore to God, I heard, like, a little kid's voice say, Billy. Oh, yeah, that was funny. And I was like, <laughs> that is so funny, because I think... I call Billy, or Bailey, Billy. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's kind of like so an that was joke, really funny. <laughs> but it was so kind of interesting, because it's like, oh, my God, it could be, like, that little that little boy or something Yeah, like exactly. So, um, it was just, it was so cool. I can't even, like, you just had to be there to experience it. Yeah. Pool. Like, there's only so much you can describe it, because it's such... Ghost hunting is such a physical experience um, because when you're there, you can feel things, you can hear things that it's hard to describe to someone else. Yeah. So 
you know, if you're, God, if you just like, if you love that kind of stuff, just go out and do it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's worth the money. It's worth the time. It's just, it's absolutely just eye opening to see, um, like what what we don't know. Honestly, it's we don't we we're we're looking into the unknown and we're seeing the unknown. So it's kind of interesting to be like, oh my god, there's something there with us, but we can't see it. We can't feel it all the time, but something's there with us. Yeah. So I thought it was it's very interesting. It wasn't scary in the sense of like I felt I was gonna be attacked. It was just kind of more like no, you're yeah. constantly on edge. That was that's probably the best way to describe it. Like. I was constantly, not in fear, but in, um, in aware of my surroundings, like something could happen and I, it would ha- could happen right now and I could see something and it would happen and, you know, I wouldn't be able to forget that. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a lot better when like, you know, it's a, like a good feeling mm-hmm. <laughs> rather than you walk in somewhere and it's like, it's all dark and right. heavy and like, right. you're just like, I shouldn't be here. Yeah. But yeah, that was definitely very, um, <laughs> relieving to know that they didn't have any um captures of any demonic presence in jerome because that was my fear of like encountering something like that but i think you can really only do that if you play with like a ouija board or something that will open up that cemetery Mm -hmm. on halloween night he went there was no tours but he went to the cemetery to just like see what the cemetery is like on Mm -hmm. halloween and he found 21 different groups of people with Ouija boards. And the cemetery mm-hmm. is not big. Like, it is so small. It's like a little walking trail. Yeah, it yeah. is very small. And I was like, I mean, it doesn't surprise me, but it's like... <laughs> yeah, but I just like, I I know a lot of people are like, oh, like, it's really nothing. It's just like a board and it's like probably fake. And I get that. I get what they're coming from. I just don't want to chance it. I Yeah, not only do I not want to chance it, but it's just, I'm, I'm going to sound like so like like weird but like if you're putting like negative energy into that board you're gonna get negative energy out and you're just opening up something like with all that energy around you and you're putting you're manifesting all that energy into a piece of like into a planset and that board it's gonna that energy is gonna feed those spirits and they're gonna be able to communicate and you know obviously people get like oh like it's not real i've done it before nothing happens and i get that it happens but I don't want to chance something happening because, no, <laughs> um, I know so many stories of people who have played with one and have never been the same after it. And I know that sounds weird, but it's just I don't want to chance it. It's not something I want to deal with. If you don't say goodbye, then they can attach to you and then you're stuck with that. It could be, a, you know, d- a demonic energy entity like um, uh, coming across like a little girl, like a little boy, because usually uh, those kind of demonic demons will yeah they disguise them allegedly they disguise themselves as like children Mm -hmm. to like seem more friendlier right to like kind of attach themselves to you because you're like oh it's like a little kid but Mm -hmm. like it's not (laughs) yeah it's especially (laughs) i'm not gonna say the name (laughs) but if you play with Ouija boards i'm sure you've heard of this name before if it spells out the z name Mm -hmm. (laughs) say goodbye yeah instantly Mm -hmm. That is, like, that's when you start seeing, like, even when you don't play with the Ouija board, people have been seeing, like, a shadow figure of a man, and, like, constantly, like, that's, like, when it spells it, like, just don't. <laughs> yeah, no, I... Also, I, never yeah. play with it alone. I don't know why people play with the Ouija board alone. I find that very stupid. And I know, like, yeah. it's, like, it's a very taboo thing, and a very, like, um, 
argued thing, like controversial topic, because it's like people either think it's hundred percent real, like I do, or people who think it's like bullshit, which I get. Yeah. But I see both sides to everything. Uh, I just depends on. I think it just depends on how you treat the board. Um, and even though I just find it funny, they sold it Toys R Us. They used to sell Ouija boards at oh. Toys R Us, which I think is insane, insane. Like, why? Like, for people who are really into like the spirits and paranormal and that kind of demonic, you know, we know that kind of area. We don't like those. We we don't like Ouija boards, and it's mm-hmm. funny because it's such like a, a stereotype to be like, oh, you play with one, where you're you're fucked. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I wouldn't advise anybody to play with that. Um, I know people are, like, desperate to find answers and to experience things like that, and so, like, that's, like, their last resort most of the time, or just, they're just curious, and it's I get that. It's also the cheapest, because a it's lot cheapest option, yeah. of the good uh, ghost equipment is hundreds of dollars, mm-hmm. which it's not as expensive as I thought, but it's, like, if you get every, it's still so expensive. Right. Yeah, well, so it's also with, just yeah. cheap, because it's just mm-hmm. a board. <laughs> well, the thing with, like, the boards, too, is, like, even if you go into it with good intentions, that doesn't matter. You're putting in energy, and you just kind of, or you're playing a guessing game, honestly. Oh, yeah, I personally don't think any good spirits come through a Ouija board. I don't think so, either. <laughs> I personally think it's, like, all demons. Because but... a lot of time, like, I feel like people taunt a lot with the boards, too. It's yeah. kind of like, oh, if someone's here, give us a sign. What's your name? Or, like, just kind of, like, almost being like having that negative intention towards it which just mm-hmm. doesn't help and then plus if you're gonna play with the board in a, a place that's known for satanic rituals and known for you know that kind of atmosphere you're not gonna get anything good out of it it's gonna be evil evil and evil like i i don't know why people do that also you don't burn it if you want to get rid of it it makes it worse how do you get rid of it then I don't actually know. I've heard of, like, a few different ways. It was, like, something with salt. You put it on it, all that. So, mm-hmm. you just throw it away. I, like, I don't I've know. Heard... I just know for a fact you do not burn it. <laughs> I just know that I've heard that, like, you break into, like, four pieces and, like, do something. Yeah, like I've that. heard you break it into a bunch of pieces, mm-hmm. but then you burn it. And then... I don't trust that. <laughs> no, yeah, I've never looked into how to um, nicely get rid of it because I don't plan on getting one. So, I don't need that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but... I know you can even, like, buy boards without the Z on it. Like, the Z letter yeah. on it. Because so of case, that. Yeah name that we're not gonna say um but if you if you don't know what name i'm talking about good for you don't look it up if you do know what name i'm talking about don't (laughs) (laughs) if it spells it out say goodbye (laughs) yeah yeah i think it's funny too because i think and once again it's kind of like a controversial thing people think it's real but they think it's you know fake and i get that and um i know that people who don't really know how to use one correctly They'll just be like, they'll ask questions, blah, 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 blah. They might get something, they might not. And then they don't say goodbye. Yeah. And then you're leaving that energy open for things to come through. And then they wonder why they're being haunted for the rest of their life. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like, uh, it's like do some research. Like, obviously, people use these and they get results. Just do some research, like some basic five-minute research and just be like, oh, you know what? I need to say goodbye when I'm done with it. Otherwise, I'm leaving that portal open. <laughs> yeah. Also, but. like, when skeptics play with it, it's, like, a lot of, like, they don't do anything right, and they, mm-hmm. like, really taunt it through that. Mm-hmm. And it always reminds me, I have two big fears, needles and dolls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And like for dolls, I think all of them are possessed. Not like Barbie dolls and like brass dolls, but like porcelain and like any doll you find in an antique shop mm-hmm. and <laughs> any of that. I think they're all possessed. So well, I'll I mean, stay away. But like even like those, it's like people, like even like the well-known ones, I'm not going to say their name. I'll, I'll say Annabelle because like everyone knows that one. Mm-hmm. The other one, I'm not going to say her name because last time. It starts with time, a P. <laughs> yeah, it starts with a P. And last time I talked about her, I got like a really bad headache. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, hey, I'm just not going to say it. This will taunt them. Yeah. And then they get in like car accidents, all that stuff. I don't even want to know if it's real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like something you don't want to take chances with. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll believe it. I don't even want to see if that's actual thing if they're lying or not i'll believe it <laughs> yeah no it's crazy because like and then again like people are like oh it's just a doll but the things that attach themselves to the dolls are all demonic spirits most of the time like it's usually like a demo- like a demon impersonating like a little kid so that way you'll try to help them and then they attach themselves to you and you're, you're fucked like i don't <laughs> i don't <Sally> House? <laughs> yeah exactly so there's just there's so much that we don't know but so much that we can learn and just discover and oh, just if you want i'm a full believer of the afterlife i don't know what it is i don't know what it consists of but i know it's there and i know there's some way we can communicate honestly dimensions seem like a pretty good answer but i'm not a scientist i don't know i just i i don't know and it's just i think it's just a matter of negative and positive energy that you know is left it's like residual energy yeah basically if you're a skeptic don't get into the demon stuff yeah like the demonic, don't all that. go that route if you yeah, want just like you know <laughs> go on a ghost tour 50 bucks yeah because <laughs> here's a, here's a good um story for that so cody our tour guy talked about how this lady who's a skeptic went on the tour with them and they're in the cemetery and she taunted the spirits there saying like she basically, it was bruno it was bruno. the five-year-old yeah she was taunting the spirits and taunting just basically means like if you're you're a fucking coward, like show yourself. Oh, Basically yeah. he saying said she was like getting louder and like swearing cursing, and yeah. like everything. Basically, if you're challenging it in any way, like saying like show yourself or like you're a coward, like you're you're not even here, like you're not real, nobody knows, like nobody cares about you. They will try their hardest to show you that they're there, and it won't always be in the most positive light. And that's where a lot of attachments come from too, because I want to prove to you that they know that they're there. Yeah. And so, um, in that, so I guess they went back to the van and they went to the high school. And she, I don't know what happened with her, but she would not leave the van. Oh well, she was holding the EMF detector, and, and as soon yeah. as they left mm-hmm. the grade, it kept it kept going off like in mm-hmm. red, and the whole way down the trail till they got in the van, mm-hmm. and then they shut the door. And then she refused to get out to go to the high school. (laughs) And honestly, she deserved it. I mean, anything, anybody who taunts anything gets what they deserve. In that sense of like, you're going to get an attachment. You're going to get some probably, someone's probably going to touch you. Someone's probably going to like, I don't know, curse at you through the spirit box. Like you're just opening yourself up to that negative energy. And if you're constantly just being respectful of boundaries, because they were people at a certain time. Yeah. If you talk to them like people, and you you're respectful of their boundaries if they say leave you leave yeah. you don't say well i'm not gonna leave because i'm they're gonna get angry and that's where the negative energy comes from and then just manifest to something greater than what you wanted yeah and as much as it sucks like as much as you want to get like mm-hmm. a reaction from spirits right sometimes you just have to accept you're just not gonna get one mm-hmm. like at all and that's like when people taunt so because they'll definitely get one mm-hmm. but it's like you just 
try again some other time. Like, yeah. you won't always get You don't want to force anything. You don't want to force them to talk to you because that just makes yeah. them upset. And then you might close them off to other people. So if you're just respectful and you have that, you know, that energy where it's like, I'm just here to communicate. If you don't want to talk to me, then don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. But if you want to talk to me, like, I want to talk to you. Um, not saying you need to show yourself. That's just not a good way to do that. And I know it's kind of portrayed a lot on TV shows. Ghost Adventures is a great example. Zach's psychotic, (laughs) so. (laughs) Like, if you have someone who's taunting something in, like, a satanic worshipping site, it's gonna get bad. Oh, yeah, especially if you know it's a demon. (laughs) Like, show yourself, you coward. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Rocks fly. Yeah, you get scratched. It's just, ugh, not something I want to experience. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, no, I mean, the trip to Jerome was very, very fun. Um, when we came back to the hotel room, I was completely drained of energy, which is weird because it was only, like, what, 10? And I just wanted to sleep, which is not usually normal for me. So I just think being around all that energy and, you know, them using our energy to manifest mm-hmm. is so draining. I know it wasn't, like, a negative thing. It's just kind of, like, what happens. Yeah. Like, even when you see, like, these TV shows where, like, I feel like I'm going to pass out. Like, I'm, like, because, like, all of it's negative energy, though, too. But they'll feed off of the energy and they'll be able to, you know, say things and do things. So, um, yeah, it was just completely draining. Um, we didn't really, I, when we stayed the night, I didn't really see anything after that or hear anything. I definitely kept waking up. Um, yeah, I woke up like at least 20 times, which I wake up a lot in the middle of the night. Like I've yet to like just get like a full night's sleep Mm -hmm. in like a while, but like I woke up like 20 times and I have like weird dreams, but yeah, yeah. But, and then one time I woke up and it was so hot. The room, as we said earlier, freezing cold still cold it was at least like 60 degrees yeah it was like we left the fan on (laughs) and then um i woke up one time and i was like sweating it was so hot and then the other times i woke up and i was freezing so i'm like that's i don't know what happened now but (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah and i said we wanted to walk around that's one thing i wish we did more because like you could take the the spirit box and the emf recorder like we did but our emf reader died on us it had new batteries in it and we woke up, we turned on, and it literally shut and turned off on us. Yeah. Which was interesting because it might have meant that maybe the batteries were just bad or that something was using that as energy, as an energy source. Yeah. But, yeah, I wish, like, we set an alarm for, like, 2.55 so we can, like, go out at 3. And, like, and like I woke up and I just, like, fell back asleep. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, it was... Like, I couldn't even, So I like, do wish we could have, like, walked around mm-hmm. more. The hotel. Yeah. I just, I got so much satisfaction out of that ghost tour. Oh, yes. That I, well, honestly, at that point, was happy. Mm-hmm. I was just happy that I was able to experience that for real and in person and have a small group. Thank God. I mean, I would hate to be in a huge group and, you know, just kind of feel like I'm just kind of like part of like, a, I don't know. I just, I feel like if you're with more people, you don't get that intimate experience and you don't get a lot of spirits coming to you directly unless you're just kind of like, I guess they, they're attracted to you. Um, but being in a small group, it's like, it's us and that's it. Yeah. And that was really, really cool. And our tour guide was super cool. The person we were with was super cool. Everybody was really respectful. Um, nobody was like taunting anybody. It was just kind of more of like a, we're going to see if we can find anything. And that's what we're going to do. And we're going to talk to them. We're not going to be like, I'm just taunting. I mean, just don't do it. <laughs> 
it's not worth it but yeah that was my trip to jerome um it was really really fun i'm glad we went finally mm-hmm. um our next stop is bisbee <laughs> hopefully that'll be our summer i know lauren's giving me a look right now that's <laughs> because <laughs> last summer we were like making plans to go and i kept saying what day what day what day and bill's like oh maybe this day and we never went <laughs> yeah. but um bisbee is close to the border right it's like seven miles away from the the mexico, mexico border mm-hmm. So, um, and then they have, uh, we're going to try to stay at the Copper Queen Hotel. So if anybody knows where that is, or if they've ever been there, that's where we're going to try to stay. Um, there's an Oliver Tree next to it, but I know it's just not as active, I think. Um, but the, yeah, so Bisbee is a sub. It's kind of like Jerome. It's a very, very small town that was a mining town. Yeah. Um, and so you have a lot of like residual energy from that. And then I guess the Copper Queen just has a lot of history. I think, I mean, going into this, the only haunted experience I had was Monte Vista. Like, I mean, actual, like, hotel. I mean, I've had a lot of, like, individual experiences with the paranormal, which is why I believe in it so heavily. But my first, like, hotel I went to that was supposedly, like, very haunted was the Monte Vista. And we got some things here and there. Nothing super, um, like, uh, I don't know how to even explain it. Not like Jerome. (laughs) It wasn't like that at all. It was it was definitely on a lower level of uh, paranormal, I guess, is the best yeah. way to put it. Which I figured it would be when we were going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just a little... I mean, first of all, they had a bar in the Monte Vista on the first floor, which was loud all the time. And so it's kind of hard to even get any readings unless you're in your room. Um, we stayed in the most haunted room of the hotel, too. So there was like no excuse for not having activity i think but you did have your your experience which definitely was unsettling <laughs> to say the least yeah it was a good experience i think yeah I, w- I wouldn't go back but i think like a one-time thing in flagstaff then yeah you know, go yeah i think it was kind of cool to, just to see what it was made of yeah it was definitely an interesting hotel um yeah, don't expect <laughs> like a five star like no. <laughs> the room itself was very I thought, I thought it, it was, was really homey. <laughs> Laura thought it was comfortable and homey. I thought it was unsettling <laughs> because everything in that room was bright green. I love green. And there was a mirror and then the rocking chair. The rocking chair in the middle of the room. Yeah, I slept in front of it. <laughs> oh, my God. You, you slept directly in front of it. Yeah. Like, in, like it was in your eye line. Yeah, it was like pick, pick wood bed because it's queen beds and mm-hmm. we each like took a friend. And I was like, I'm going to sleep right in front of it. <laughs> oh, my God. So we went to the Monte Vista. How long ago was it? March. March. Okay. In March. So in March we decided we're gonna go to Monte Vista because we want to stay at a haunted place. And Lauren and I are very we are paranormal fanatics. Like we want to see things. We want to experience things. We believe in it. So we're open to that kind of thing. And we're like we're gonna make a date. We're gonna go to Monte Vista. We're gonna take two more people with us. And we're gonna get the most haunted room, which was room thirty three hundred five. Three hundred five. It's called the John Bon Jovi room. Yeah. Um. And so supposedly the backstory of that hotel or that room is that an old woman used to stay there a lot, and eventually she passed away. But she would stay in the rocking chair and just kind of look out the window. And so the rocking chair is still there, <laughs> and the supposedly she still haunts the room, and she'll like rock in the rocking chair like very horror movie vibes like coming from that mm-hmm. um and so we're like we're gonna do it we're gonna get this room and we did and so we ended up um going there at night 
right? Because, yeah, we got there really late. Yeah. Yeah, so we... It's also five minutes away from where we live. <laughs> yeah, so it's, yeah, it's right downtown in Flagstaff. Um, and so we got to our room. Immediately, I was like, this is a very weird-looking room. And I kind of knew that from the beginning because of the pictures I saw. And so um, I got fucked with a lot that night. It's just, like, not... I'm like, like, like I can feel, but like, just like my stuff in general. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, when we first, I thought I was going to, but on the attached instead. Yeah. So Lauren definitely. I like going with Lauren because she's things like her, <laughs> and I'm just kind of that person who's kind of like I tag along if something happens, it happens, and it's really cool for me. But also, I don't like get scared to like do anything paranormal. Right. And so we were, um, we entered the room and the rocking chair is just like sitting there. It's like so intimidating. It's just sitting there. Yeah. It's like kind of facing the door. Like mm-hmm. when you enter, it like feels like a person, like he's like looking at you. Yeah, you just and walk in a room and someone's just staring at you. Right. And so we were like, we put our stuff down and kind of unpacked a little bit and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get out my recorder and we're going to try to see if we can get any voices like EVPs. Um, and so we were talking, didn't really get anything that I couldn't hear. I haven't really looked at the footage that often either, so we might have gotten something we just didn't know. But mm-hmm. um, we were like, okay, let's go explore the hotel. And so <laughs> this is where things started going south because I decided, let me just move the rocking chair over like an inch and see if maybe like when we get back, it moves back in place. Oh, as soon as we walked in the room, I was like, oh my God, let's see in the rocking chair. Let's feel that. And yeah. I'm like, um, I don't know the feeling yet, the mm-hmm. vibe this room's giving me. Uh-huh. I'm just going to sit on the bed. <laughs> right. And so I moved the rocking chair slightly over, and I'm like, okay, don't think anything of it. And then I look over to Lauren, and she is frozen in place. And I'm kind of getting a little nervous because she, like, she's pale. <laughs> and I'm like, are you Okay. And she's like, I need to leave right now. And, like, you're literally on the verge of tears. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, what happened? Like, I didn't even know what to think at the time. Because Leslie's just kind of, like, they're watching the whole thing go down. Yeah, so (laughs) Bailey's friend didn't get there yet. She had, like, work, so she was coming later. So Mm -hmm. it was just the three of us. And I remember I was standing there. It was, like, kind of, like, in front of the bathroom, like, in front of the door where Mm -hmm. I was standing. And... The look on Bailey's face, I've never, I've never seen anyone more concerned in my <laughs> life. And then Leslie's kind of like, I can like kind of see like over your shoulder, like kind of like very right. confused and also like, what's <laughs> happening? Yeah, because no, an actual tear came out. <laughs> it wasn't like sobbing. Yeah. My eyes were really watering. I was frozen. The room itself was like, room temperature like fine. Yeah. It wasn't any like cold or hot. And um, even then, I was wearing I was wearing a hoodie, so even if it was cold, it wouldn't right. you know it wouldn't hit me like yeah. super intensely. And as soon as Bailey, I was already like kind of like rolling my eyes because she went was like, "I'll move the rocking chair," kind of like yeah, whatever. Oh. And as soon as she puts her hand on the rocking chair and moves it, I got so cold. It was like I was standing outside in the snow, really? like in shorts and like a short sleeve shirt. That's crazy. I was freezing and then I felt something behind me. And all of a sudden, like, I like was not sad in general, but like there, my eyes were watering and there was like a tear coming out. And then I got very sad mm-hmm. when like Bailey was moving the rocking chair. I don't even like know how to describe the it's feeling. It's like... 
I, but the best way for me to describe it, not that I experienced it, but kind of like the way to like categorize it's like a little po- like a possession, but not in like the way where it's like evil. It's more like they're able to take over your feelings and manipulate your feelings to make them feel or make you feel how they're feeling. Yeah, kind of like an empath, but like I know I'm like not an empath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was like, yeah, I felt so sad. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why would you do that to me? Right. Why would you touch the chair and move it? That's all I have right now. Like, why? Right. And I it was so sad. And as soon as so I'm like, I, I like need to leave. Like, I, I just knew I had to get out of there. I didn't mm-hmm. want to. F- I cannot express how sad the feeling was so i'm like mm-hmm. i can't i like don't want to feel this sad like i'm like i need to leave the room mm-hmm. and as soon as we walked to the room as soon as i stepped out of the room i wasn't cold mm-hmm. i was like fine like right before any of that happened mm-hmm. no like tears my eyes weren't watering anymore everything was like per I, I wasn't like sad like everything was fine yeah <laughs> and so like, I'm like, I don't know what just happened, but mm-hmm. I don't want to do that again. <laughs> yeah, I felt, I'm like, maybe we can just, like, leave the rocking chair. I know. I felt so bad. I, felt, I literally moved the rocking chair back and said, I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah. I'm so sorry. I will not do that again. Um, but yeah. that was, like, the main thing of that day where something really sketchy happened. Um, the second floor of the hotel was very... Um, active i think compared to the rest of the hotel like i wouldn't say active and like extremely active but just more like there was more stuff going on like we caught a lot of orbs on camera um it's just like the second floor just had a creepy vibe um and then throughout the night when we went back to the hotel room um my your feet kept getting touched right yeah i don't know what it is (laughs) not every haunted hotel but there's been a few times where I've stayed at a place that I know have been haunted. They touch my feet when I'm laying in bed. I don't understand why. <laughs> Maybe it's because they know I hate when people touch my feet. I don't know <laughs> what it is. It happened at the Stanley. I don't remember much of my first experience there, but like when we went back, we stayed in the room like right next to 217. Um, something grabbed my foot there. Mm-hmm. Then something touched at the Monte Vista. And I thought, okay, so my friend Leslie was like in the bed next to me i can like not like get her face out of your head or, like <laughs> so my funny. head when she like tell her that so funny bailey and her friend i think your friend was like out cold like she was sleeping yeah i was kind of like half awake half not like i could hear everything but i was like my eyes were closed yeah and leslie and i were like wide awake <laughs> mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden i kept feeling something like touching my foot and so i obviously thought it was her so I was like, just kidding. I got annoyed at this point because it was happening like so often. Mm-hmm. So I literally just like leaned over and I'm like, okay, stop touching. Okay, I felt like maybe like her foot just kept touching my foot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, stop touching my foot. And all of a sudden it's like dead sound. And she like kind of looks over and she's like, I wasn't. And I'm so like, like her face of like, I wasn't. <laughs> I like, know, I'm terrified. Like, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I just remember like waking up like at that last moment where you're like, you like started saying something. I just kind of like opened my eyes and I see Leslie just kind of like stone cold. <laughs> like, I did it. Like, <laughs> I know. And I, I, and I was like, you're like messing with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've had enough. <laughs> yeah. Please stop. Right. And then the morning, and then the morning after that night, um, we woke up and Lauren just all of a sudden woke up apparently and my charger got ripped out of the wall and she nonchalantly turns to me and says oh by the way your charger just got pulled out of the wall as she's dying laughing and I'm like <laughs> half awake and I'm like what are you talking about 
And then sure enough, my charger was pulled out of the wall. Like, you, said you like felt something though. Too. Yeah. Like, Cause your phone was next to you. Like, my you phone was next to me and I felt it like move a little bit. And so I was kind of like, okay, weird. And I, I wasn't laying on top of it to where I could have like turned over and pulled it with me. Like it just got pulled out of the wall. Cause see you felt it. Leslie said she heard it. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, was that like, that's what that was. Mm-hmm. And then I, I was like laying on my side and it was like, you know, the queen bed. So I was like in the middle section of one of the beds and right. like right by the plugs. Like, I was on my side, and I just, like, randomly just woke up. Yeah. No alarm or anything. Just kind of woke up, and my, like, focus was there. Because that's, like, where my eyes were. Mm-hmm. And I saw it get yanked out of the wall, and I didn't see anyone do it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, so nice. Yeah, and then, this, and then we were packing up, and I was missing one of my hoop earrings. And I had put it on the table that was in the room and with all of our stuff. And it was on the edge of the table, but I knew that it was in a good place. Nobody was going to touch it. It was fine. And so I wake up, and I only find my one earring. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't lose. Like, I love these earrings. Sorry, I was too full. Um, anyways, so I'm like, <laughs> I need to find these earrings. Where the hell did I put them? And so I'm looking in the bathroom. I'm looking through my bags. I'm looking in the blankets. I'm looking on the nightstand. I'm like, I don't know where this is. Where is my earring? And, um, and then Lauren just comes up with the idea, oh, maybe check under the bed. I would like to preface this with, I did not move it. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like I did. I didn't. But I was, like, when I said earlier that I thought they were going to mess with me, I was, like, so paranoid to keep my stuff in the room and, like, leave because, like, I didn't want them messing, like, with my... Because we were five minutes away, so I only brought important stuff, like, mm-hmm. my wallet, money, all that. So I'm like, I really don't want my stuff to be messed with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then, Yeah, and so I was like, why would it be under the bed, first of all? And so I'm like, whatever. And so I'm like, oh, just... Humor it, and so I look under the bed, and it sure enough, the earring is in the dead center underneath the bed, and I'm like, how the hell did it get there? Yeah, because we were like rolling it too; it wouldn't even roll. Yeah, and then <laughs> to we were like, trying to figure could, like, out if like off. we like tried knocking the other one off the table, see if it like could even like roll under the bed and like stay there, and it didn't. Nothing happened, and it was like if I if you wouldn't have said anything, I probably would have left it. I would have had not no idea that my earring was under the bed, hit basically. So something was messing with me, <laughs> which I mean I kind of deserved because I moved the rocking chair. I didn't talk. Really felt bad all that. I felt so bad. <laughs> I first of all I will say I did not taunt it. No, I it just wasn't it was it was just kind of more of like a curiosity kind of thing. Yeah. So I it was your first haunted location. Yeah, I didn't know any better. <laughs> but yeah, that was the Monty Vista experience. Um, hotel wise, I think we definitely got more activity in that room than we did at Jerome. I don't know. Yeah, but to be fair, we also didn't investigate the room that much. Right. When we did do, like, the pendulum and, like, the picture stuff, we did actually, like, yeah. get stuff. I, I think if we would But, like, as soon as we got back from the tour, we just fell asleep. I think if we just, like, devoted more time to that. Yeah. Especially, like, like in at night going and touring the place. Because, mm-hmm. like, during the day, like, I heard something, and it was very, um, I it made sense. So, I don't remember where it was, but basically someone said that, um, or somebody asked, why do ghosts only, like, or spirits only are active at night? And this person had said, oh, it's because their time is switched, it's backwards, or not backwards, but um, the opposite of us. So, when it's morning for us, it's night for them. And so, early in the morning, you know, like, 3 o'clock in the morning is daytime for them. And I don't know if it's, I just, it makes sense in a way of why they'd be active and why they're not active during the day. Like, it's a good explanation. Obviously, I have no idea. 
Um, but I thought that was kind of interesting. And so, obviously, during the day, you're not going to get as much. Um, unless you're just in, like, like, a constant haunt, like haunted location. Like, yeah. Then maybe, but I don't know. I think things are just more active at night in general because of that. It's around 3 a.m. That's, like, I guess the witch's hour. 3.33. 3.33. For the longest time, <laughs> I would wake up at 3.33 a.m. every time. Like, I would either stay up, and I as soon as I looked at the clock, it was that time, or I would wake up and it would be that time. Or, like, just before that time. I don't know if I ever woke up at that time. I'd, like, wake up, like, right at 3 or right before 3. Mm-hmm. Or I'd wake up during 11. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, those are the two haunted hotels I've been to. I know you've been to the Stanley, so that's really cool. Um, Hopefully they will go with me. Yeah. Because I have a bunch of rooms I want to stay in. Mm-hmm. And no one will go with me. Uh, oh, oh my god. I won't talk about the Cecil Hotel. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Oh my god, yeah. Dale and I really want to stay at the Cecil Hotel, which I guess is now named Stay on Main Hotel. And they're trying to rebrand it, which will never happen, because if you know the history of the hotel, you're not... Uh, but also, people only stay there because it's haunted. Right. Anyway. It's not like... It's the Cecil <laughs> Hotel. Literally, people died and were put in the, what, the water container? The water tank. If you don't know the true history, I feel like this has already been, like, two hours long. Look up, like, Alyssa Lamb or, like, Elisa Lamb. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's, like, a whole elevator video. She's in the water tank. No one knows how she got there. And then, like, her body was decomposing. And they were, like, drinking, like, water. Yeah, like, the water yeah. was, like, brown or something. So, like, all the new recent, like, reviews. If you see any review for that hotel, it's all, like, water tastes bad. I don't know why. Water. Well, every Drinking wet woman walked past my door. <laughs> and I'm, like, oh, God. Like, the entire <laughs> review page is, like, a total, like, meme. Like... And the entire, all the reviews are like, yeah, the water tastes bad. The water is like brown or black or whatever. And like, just like, I heard knocking and like, I heard like a woman. And like, obviously it's fake. I'm going to look one up in the meantime. I remember seeing one and it was like, it was right in the center of Skid Row. There's all these homeless people. Oh yeah. And I didn't know it was a Cecil Hotel. And I'm like, that's on you. That's on you you for not not knowing that. That hotel is the Cecil Hotel, then mm. that's your problem. And that was weird because we were gonna try to call them and see how expensive rooms were because yeah. nothing was coming up, and they're I, closed. I, I think everything closed. except a phone number to call, and it was like, oh, like go on the website and all that. And I saw like a review about the website, and it was like, I think it closed down because the website was like out of service or something. And I was like, yep, there's no phone number. <laughs> okay, so I found a review from Logan ASMR. And you, this was four days ago that's on the, Google. That's the one I read. That's uh-huh. my favorite one. And it says, I just recently stayed there. I had a terrible sleep. Kept hearing my door being knocked on. Couldn't shower with the feeling of being washed. <laughs> and had the elevator constantly open. And a dripping <laughs> wet lady kept walking in front of my room. Terrible. And it's funny because like the way this is written, it's so badly spelled like to be funny. Yeah. Um. Let's see. No, that was like the dripping wet woman I was talking about. Yeah. That was like... That was like oh, yeah. my favorite one. My favorite one is three weeks ago, and it says, the water here tastes like people. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so, it's so fucked up, but it's so funny. Yeah. Oh, and then another one, the hotel's haunted and the water tastes bad because Lisa Lamb was in it and she was ripped. <laughs> she was ripped? Yeah, she was <laughs> R.I.P. That's really what it says. She was rest in peace. But, um... Oh, yeah, there's a comment, too, that says, I don't understand why people are surprised that this was a Cecil Hotel. Like, this place, 
If you type in Cecil Hotel, this hotel pops it up. It literally is. It's like, up. and they, I guess they reopened earlier this year, and I guess they're closed again, I guess. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that the old Cecil sign is still on the back of the building, right? I think there was like a banner on the side of it that even said Cecil Hotel. It's like. If I remember correctly. And that's like your fault for not doing research. Oh, about yeah, it. for sure. <laughs> like, I feel like even if you're in that area and you say, oh, I'm going to stay at the same way, they'd be like, oh my God, that's the Cecil Hotel. And they'd be like, what? Also, if you didn't like the location, why would you get a stay hotel there? in a different location? Like, say Hotel Roosevelt. That one's haunted too. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I thought that was the funniest thing. Yeah. Just like people totally just making jokes about the whole situation. Oh, yeah, those are all the reviews. Ugh, like, literally half the reviews is just the water tastes bad. The water's black. There's a weird lady who keeps walking around. It's just funny. Oh, we love the internet. Yeah. <laughs> but that would be like a bucket list place to go. But the it just game. seems like... Yeah, the elevator game. Um, But it just seems like... It's just, I think it's just closed. I don't I know. So. There's like... And then I guess uh, Richard Ramirez used to live there. On like the top floor of the Cecil Hotel. Um... And so I know his room is really active, but I cannot find a room number anywhere. I just know it's like the top floor. I just can't get over that guy that came to work and was like Richard Ramirez. <laughs> <laughs> it was Richard too. Oh my god! He like came in to like pick up a pizza and was like Richard, and then he like looked like Richard Ramirez, and I was like, okay, oh <laughs> y'all get it. <laughs> That's so unsettling. I know. I was like just sitting there like, okay, I guess yeah. this is cool. <laughs> yeah. But, so those are our ghost stories um, with Jerome, Monte Vista, and also just the memes on uh, the Cecil Hotel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that we can't stay at. That we can't stay at yet. If you guys find a phone number. Let us know. <laughs> we have our numbers anyway. Text <laughs> us. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that concludes the first uh, episode of the Strictly Demonetized podcast. So I guess our... Our reasoning for doing this is just kind of to talk about whatever. I mean, the yeah, I it won't always be stories. about ghosts all the time. It's just this is like we literally just came back. Yeah, and you know, but we will be having a segment on our podcast every well, time. Jazz hands only. Jazz hands only. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be called uh, Ghostopedia. It's gonna yes. be our current, past, and um, ghost experiences that we've had. And I know Lauren has a ton of them every day. <laughs> And I have some here and there. We've calmed down a bit. That's good. I know. That's good. But anyways, that's kind of going to be like the outline of it. Um, just kind of be, you know, social media stuff, pop, cu- pop culture, um, anything that we think is pretty funny. So, yeah, hope you guys all enjoyed it. Um, we'll keep um, everybody updated on the next episode. But We'll try to be as consistent as we don't have, like, a schedule, like, one a week or anything right. like that so far. We'll try I think to be it'll as just, consistent. Yeah, I think it'll just depend on, um, I guess, stories or something that we have. Well, it'll also be easier when we'll be here together because mm-hmm. winter break just happened. So it's going to be... We're going to, you know, you're going to Utah. I'll be back home. Yeah. We won't be here again right. <laughs> till probably middle of January. Yeah. Um, eventually, we can probably get some guests on, too, because we have mm-hmm. some pretty funny people in our lives that would hear that Aaron (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah so that'll be exciting um hopefully we didn't talk you guys' ears off hopefully this was interesting the entire time I mean you guys have the power to turn it off that's on you we caught you right Lauren and I like to ramble on about things and then we (laughs) off track and then come back on track (laughs) yeah it takes me about 
an hour to tell one story mm-hmm. because I tell about 20 stories <laughs> in the middle of my one story. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, by the way, so this is how this ended. Yeah. And then, like, then I kind of have to conclude my other stories uh-huh. I told. It just, you know, it's not just, the best storyteller. We're not, but it's hella interesting. Yeah. <laughs> But um, like the, they're gonna be like fast forwarding, trying to find the part. So like, where's the the end of the story? Right, right. Coming? And then it, all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, we saw a ghost. And then we were like on the man. And yeah, you like, remember that time we went to Monte Vista? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> oh, Google Maps sucks, by the way. <laughs> oh my God, the amount of times that I was given a wrong turn on Google Maps. I said, don't use that. Lauren and my. I'm not one of the. I'm not. Look, Apple Maps is not any better. Okay. I don't even have that on my phone anymore, so <laughs> I'm not even an advocate for that. It literally got to the point where we were driving home, and it had me get, instead of turning onto the highway like I was supposed to, <laughs> go across to the other back road, and then drive a mile on that road, and then do a U-turn, and then go <laughs> on the highway that way. And there was like 10 other places you could do a U-turn. Oh my god. But, no, so we get, as soon as we get in the car... She's like, open my Google Maps. And I'm like, Google Maps? That's so <laughs> bad. And she's like, mm, I like it. And I'm it like, okay, whatever. Fail. It, it doesn't work. Okay. We're getting there. Guess what? It's failing her. Taking her to roads where it's like, oh, turn here. There's a store here. Can't drive in the middle of the store. We, we literally look like idiots. <laughs> like, we, we can obviously tell that we weren't from There's there. There's a lot of one-ways in Jerome. Uh-huh. So it's not like you can just like park and like turn around. But Google Maps told me. That there was a turn to go to the hotel where there was no turn. There was no street. But yeah, it said it was store. a street. And then it feels like, should I go up? And I'm like, it's saying go straight. But, and then we went straight. Guess what? We, we rerouted like <laughs> twice. Yep. In that little area. Like, it was so funny because we got, <laughs> it was like one of those games where like you would go so far and then it would just completely send you back to the beginning. And so... We entered Jerome. It's a small-ass town. So there's, like, two streets. And there's, like, one, basically, street that winds around the whole town. And so the hotel is on a hill. And <laughs> to get to the hill, there's, like, a ramp. But our GPS didn't tell us that. And so <laughs> we were driving through the town. And then it says, go turn right on this street. There's no fucking street. And so we just turn around again. And then maybe I'm like, oh, maybe I missed it. Find out there's no street. And they're like, okay, fuck it. I'm going to go the way that I think it's supposed to go. And then we just keep going up street. And then we're like, oh, my God. Like, we're getting close. <laughs> and then we, it tells us to keep going straight. And then we start driving and realize that we're below the hotel. We're not even nope. on the hill. The hotel's, like, the highest place in Jerome. <laughs> you right. can go. <laughs> and so, it's, like, and there's all these, like, signs where we were, like, park at your own risk. And I'm, like, where the hell are we? And so... That was my favorite. <laughs> it's not, like, you can just turn back around and just, like, turn into that, like, the street that we missed. You have to go all the way back down the hill, turn around where we kept turning around, and go the right way. I mean... We look like idiots, but we got there and thankfully found the street. <laughs> yep. Oh, that was so funny. I mean, uh, I could have done a legal turn, just turned in there, but. I'm sure your car wouldn't fit, though. Yeah, my car. Lauren hates when I call my car big. Okay, <laughs> I only hate that because you act like it's like a ship. <laughs> It's a flex. It's hard to park it. It's big. It's wide. Bailey, like, will pull. She parks next to me now that she has her car up in Flagstaff. 
she'll like pull like like she's going like to drive like right into my car and then like back out and then like fix it and then like it's <laughs> like somewhat park in the spot behind her the and best, then go straight yeah. the best way to describe is like austin powers. i have two cars <laughs> right next to me i just like kind of go in yeah yeah at mm-hmm. you know my own wrist that never hit nice. anything that must be nice well, I mean, I just know how to park. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's not even a size of a car. <sighs> it's just driving skills. I guess. I just, I just, I can't. I can't. I know. All right. I well, can anyways. teach you how to park, and then we can come back and see <laughs> if you've improved. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, that is the first episode of our podcast. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it, and we will be on here soon. Bye. Bye.